yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, whose world is this? It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, whose world is this? The world is yours, the world is yours. And you know what? I didn't record that, and I wish I did. That was a ah. That's in the ether, uh, Swatches and Moonboxes listeners. Uh, Welcome back to another dramatic uh, installment of Swatches and Boomboxes, mm-hmm. episode 17. Yep. I fixed it. Yep. I'm sorry about that. Neither. No, it happens. Uh, I, uh, I, and, I mean, Jim Jam Studios does fire on all cylinders, we but do. sometimes the best. We just out. have so much fun that sometimes we lose track of how many episodes we do. Because mm-hmm. they're all gems. <laughs> That's why. They're all gems. Just filling the crown. <laughs> just filling the crown with gems. That's all. That's all this is, man. Uh, yeah, this is uh, the Swatches and Boom Boxes, episode 17. Yep. Uh, you can find us at Swatches and Boom on Twitter. You can also go uh, email us at Swatches and Boom Boxes at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we're still uh, still waiting to hear back from anybody who wants to come fuck with us, but we're still out here in these streets. Uh, I'm Jim Search. You can find me at JimSearchComedy.com. You can also go on Twitter, find me at Jim Search, and of course on Instagram. Jim Search. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And to my left is my fearless co-captain, co-conspirator. I am Neil Charles, and you can find me at um, neilcharles.com. You can find me on Instagrams at Certified Hilarious. And you can find me on Twitter at neilcharlesftw for the win. Yes, because yep. that's what we do. We Indeed. stay winning here on our show. Always. Uh, always and forever. Uh, so this episode uh, is one that uh, we've been trying to get done for a while, uh, but I'm glad that we got this man in the booth, in the studio, uh, is a uh, Jim Jam Studio veteran, has an amazing podcast, a Heavenly Podcast. Yeah. Nice. Which, uh, for all you wrestling heads out there, go check it out. It is you and Casey James Salengo and uh, John Rosenberg. John Rosenberg. That's yes. right. And also runs an amazing show, Mirthacular. Yes. In the Mirth Mash. I'm the Mirth Mash. There's so much mirth. There's so much mirth. A lot of mirth. That's what I want people to say. That's exactly what I wanted somebody to say. You fell fell into my whole thing, the first person. Thank you. Well, (laughs) there it is. There's so much mirth. Yes, there is. (laughs) With With no further ado, my boy, good friend of mine, Tommy Frederick Ray, Welcome. Hello. Thank you, fellas, for having me on here to talk about Queens, my favorite subject. Yes. (laughs) And let that be be a hint as to the direction we're about to go. Mm -hmm. Queens. uh, Queens is... uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, what do I want to say uh, the bulwarks of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of contributions came out of Queens. Yes, Run DMC and uh, a myriad of others. Russell Simmons, yep. Juice uh, Crew, All Stars, Juice mm-hmm. Crew. Um, but we're not we're not going to get into those no. guys. We're no. going to get into a uh, an artist who uh, you know is arguably. I mean, yeah, everyone has their top fives, right. but he. I would say could has graced so many people's top fives. Yep. Uh, Queensbridge representative, yep. Nasir Jones. Uh, we are going to be talking about Illmatic, the first album, yes. uh, which people have often called, you know, you've paralleled that to your finest work. So right. like, you know, for example, uh, one time I got really fucked up and I was like, that was my Illmatic. Like that was the <laughs> best, the best <laughs> amount of drinking I've ever done. It's fair. Seamless, just across the board, did did an amazing job with it. Um, but yes, we are going to be talking about Illmatic, uh, dropped April 19th, 1994. Yes. Uh, w- again, it was what can some consider to be a solid, solid classic piece of rap. Uh, Tommy, where were you when uh, when this came out? So I am older than you two fellas. Well, actually, Neil, I don't know if I, but I'm gonna assume so. <laughs> Neil is seventy two thousand <laughs> years old. Yeah, yeah, same. You, actually, I'm is, an immortal. So uh, <laughs> right. Neil is Blade. So watch <laughs> right. your yeah. tongue with that. Uh, and Neil 19- Morgan Freeman grew up together. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> this is what we do. I watched the original episodes of Sesame Street. No, they. Um, I in 1994. I was in April 1994. I was a senior in high school. Okay. So when oh, this, got me. yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, everybody says that. And there's no one. There's no one. There's no one who's like, no, nah, I think I got you beat. And I'm just like, really? Uh, so I was a senior in high school, and this, when it came out, 
uh, totally changed what we thought rap was or mm. what 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 you could do with a rap album. Okay. It was a super album, right? Yeah. It was a super album. It, totally. At the time, there, there was uh, it was so much. You just heard all these little things. Back then, all we had was The Source and uh, yep. Right On Magazine yep. and, uh, <laughs> and a few other things. So there was no real, in- there was no internet. You couldn't really like, you know, so you just heard about mixtapes and, and uh, you know, other artists talking about Nas and Video Music Box and stuff and the ground swelling of, of this coming up. And when it dropped, man. What was, was just- what was the buzz like uh, after this drop. So it was, of course, everybody's banging it, right? Uh, but it was more everybody had their own favorite track. Uh, that's what I remember. Like everybody, of course, you liked, you know, it ain't hard to tell, and uh, you yeah. know, halftime and stuff. New York State of Mind. But it more like it was more like to me, uh, everybody around my block and every block that I used to, you know, run around, whatever that was, and being an older man, it was like this was an instant. Well, let's just say this. The source gave it five mics for the first time. First ever five mm-hmm. mic, yeah. which was important yep. before your man Benzino came on and ruined the source. Mm, uh, <laughs> shots fired. When five, when five mics meant something. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it didn't let down. It didn't let anybody down. I'll put it that way. You know, it was just like everybody was like this. That's fair. And I'm going to stay with this. Yeah, I mean, you'd be really hard-pressed, I think, to find an argument against five mics. Like, I think this was four and a half. Right. Nah, you're, you're going to catch five, I think, across the board. Uh, Neil, what about you? Where was uh, where was Neil Charles? At I was a uh, sophomore in high school. Okay. When this dropped. Oh, nice. Yep. And... Um, I had to, I had to hear it from other people because I didn't have the money to get it. Fair. <laughs> I was okay. a broke I was a broke kid back then, right. so I just um, you know I would I would find out about things like this from Video Music Box, which I would watch every day after school. Correct. And that New York is City how staple. I found. Yeah, that's how I found out about Nas. And uh, it, it came on twice, dope, right? Bro. It came on after school and then like at like eleven or twelve or something at night. I think. Yeah. I think that's what back then yeah i think yeah. the replay came out back then exactly yes yep and uh, i would have to watch it again because okay. <laughs> i wanted to see the videos again i was and there was a there are some videos off of here too man uh one love yep yes no, that was a great it's classic um we'll get we'll get into we'll get mm-hmm. into that okay um so let's see this was what 94 yeah i was 13 so a uh high school hadn't quite yet uh reared its ugly head <laughs> Um, so this is middle school and you know, it's, 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 this is a weird time, uh, at least for me in hip hop because I've, I've talked about this on the show a, a bit, but, um, I was more into the West coast and a little bit of like uh, public enemy. Uh, so mm-hmm. like I didn't really know about this mm-hmm. until I was like 16 and like, it was written came out right and then then i went back and listened to it and was like holy shit who is this kid and you know that was really i guess my intro into this album and now since then i have gained the gained the appreciation uh you know for me at least one of the uh one of the tells of a classic album is you can listen to it there's no tracks that you skip over like I can no. listen to this album from beginning to end right. and not be like, ah, fuck this. Like, you know, life's a bitch sucks. Like, <laughs> no, like there is every single track on here uh, hits. Well, and- granted, the first time that I heard this album, I was like, where's the rest of it? Right. Because most uh, albums fair. around that time had like a minimum of 18 tracks. I mean, shit, man, hidden tracks. And- like yeah. the tracks that we, I mean, the yeah. albums we've covered here, we've gone what, like 18, 19 yeah. tracks, yeah. maybe? This is 10. Uh, ten. This is it, man. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's 10, ten yep. fucking tracks. Like, yeah. It, um, and there's no, well, Genesis is the only right. real uh, skit, I guess. For well, also, the, words. the brevity is the beauty of the project, right? Right. The sure. brevity is the, uh, you. he says what he has to say and then he's gone. Uh, to your point, Jim, I think a lot of people were this kind of this album kind of wrestled the uh, power back to the East Coast. That's what they always say about the, mm-hmm. the Illmatic. That Illmatic bought the attention where it needed to be back on the East Coast, so artists can come out and and just be themselves and have like you know Mob Deep, the whole Queensbridge movement that happened. Mm-hmm. Dudes were like, oh, 
since Nas is doing this, I can do this now too. Right. You know, not that they can be on par with him, but just the, the grittiness and the uh right. the autobiography, the 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 this is where I live and I'm proud of it, but it's not a great place thing came came back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It, it came and not that big he didn't cuz Ready to Die came out uh, Ready to Die was I think mm-hmm. later that year. Am I correct about that? Uh we can we can fact check that. We I thought I thought I looked it up here. before I get it. I'm sorry to to do nah, that, keep, but uh, uh, they they kind of wrestled the uh, the power back to the East Coast because every to to that point, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, Snoop Dogg, these guys were on top and they were they were killing it, you know, as they should have. Uh, but that was uh, September 13th, so this uh, came out a little bit after. Uh, Ready to Die came out uh, after uh, after okay after Illmatic. right. So so there you go. So now yeah, so this and then kind of like Big Heat kind of like had his own thing so everybody was just like east coast is back type of yeah thing. and there were those little pockets of i guess uh of the east coast because i mean Nas was on one side you had biggie there and jay-z was kind of on the come up was yes. on the swing of that but um what were you gonna say i was gonna say yeah. i felt like at the time you well you're absolutely right it's like the east coast had to kind of do something to gain the momentum back because snoop had came out the year before and it had shifted sure. like wildly. Like I mean, the G Funk era, all of that was yeah. really hot that time. It was him, it was Warren G, it was all of that. The dog pound. The and dog people, pound was living. Yeah. G. Yeah. yeah. The West Coast was really blazing, you know, their place in hip hop. And uh and it's yeah, I mean, this and again, this album really like you were saying, it's I didn't even think about it, but like, yeah, this was like the if you look back, it was this one that brought East Coast rap. To the forefront and well for those who were into i guess like the hip-hop purists for right. lack of yeah. better words were right. like yo who is this kid yeah who is that's this? exactly what i said who is he man yep. and and that's and there was always and that's what's always like i think i found so i don't want to say interesting but just i guess intriguing about Nas is that there's always been this air of kind of mystique and aura around him because i mean he's a solo artist you know, you always see, you know, he's a really quiet dude, like, by all intent, interviews, like, he was always a real quiet dude who, introspective guy who then would come with this just fire behind the mic. You're like, oh, who is this fucking person? Mm-hmm. But uh, as we uh, as we talk all about how great he is, let's uh, let's talk about the album. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that before we get into all that, all the album itself, I want to say the beauty of the album is... And is in any artist or or I would say black pieces of literature, they tell a story about what's happening, what's what's going on, forward looking into it. Like I hope people don't have to go through what I go through. Sure. But also when you listen to the album now, today, it's like I can't believe those problems that were going on back then still are happening right now. Yeah. Twenty something years ago, uh, this is these problems that he's rapping about are still happening right now. So it's more of a, uh, it's like when I read invisible man, it's like you read these, you read these books and you're like, I can't believe so long ago, this guy was talking about these problems and they're still persisting today. And that's what I believe the beauty of, of Illmatic is it's, it's, uh, uh, more like prophetic that's not the right word. It's a prophecy in terms of what we can do to help ourselves, you know, I'll go with it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, thank you very yeah, much. I, I did get double guessed myself on that. Judges, <laughs> judges. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Thomas. Thank you. And, um, That's cool. That's and cool with me. and I, I just think every time I listen to it, I'm like, I can listen to this because he's still saying about. You can feel the pain. Yeah, you know. I mean, look, also living the brag, braggadocio. One love, one love will continue on forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the new Jim Crow would speak to one love. Right. Um, but uh, fun little note before we, uh, God, we've been talking forever. But fun little note uh, I'd like to say about uh, if you've seen Time is Illmatic, the uh, documentary about Nas. I still haven't, I still haven't watched I it. I have the link to it. I, I'll see if I, I have the link somewhere. I'll get it to you. Okay. Um, but, uh, and I always get the biggest kick out of this, but there is a hip hop wing at Harvard Library. Yes. And Nas was the keynote speaker there like Mm -hmm. he they brought him there to talk about it and i oh it like i remember watching when i saw that it just fucking made me laugh so hard because i remember growing up my mom hated rap music yes hated it this music offends me like all that shit right 
And then my sister went to Harvard, and my mom would pay Harvard money to send my sister to Harvard, all to find several years down the road that, yeah, now hip-hop is there. It's real like, music. It, it's, it's very real. And There's a know, hip-hop scholarship there. Yep. Which is crazy. And, you know, they study Biggie's lyrics. Yep. They study Tupac's lyrics. Anyway, um, so let's, uh, yeah, we should get into this because we have waxed poetic about all that before we get into this. Uh, so, yeah, so we have our first track, The Genesis, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, I well, you know, the intro. You hear, uh, you hear the trains coming, and then uh, you cut to... Um, uh, Az. Well, then you cut to life's the beginning of life's a bitch, as well as um, what is it? Live at the barbecue. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird kind of mashup of, you know, who with the beginning. I mean, live at the barbecue was that's the first time we ever heard Nas. We ever heard Nas, and yep. when I was twelve, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. yeah, that's some that's some wild shit. Um, so yeah, that kind of gives us our intro the the genesis as aptly named uh and then uh we cut right into new york state of mind which yeah. when that beat drops man that's a primo beat by the way yeah yes, i was is. i was gonna say this that's the other that's the other great thing about yeah. the album it's it's <laughs> like you get you know classic primo when you hear it mm-hmm. and and the beats for each song it's just like everything was perfectly i know in an album that's what it's supposed to be you're supposed to get matched up to what's going on the feeling but it did this album does a great job of like pulling the feelings of the time because i i don't want to divulge but i just want to say in 94 is a very important year in hip-hop and in like life okay the knicks go to the championship and they lose oj simpson gets caught in a white oh. bronco biggie <laughs> biggie that and nas same come up. day i remember because i yeah. remember watching that championship and it got cut off yes. because of the chase. We went straight to the chase, man. Yep. Uh, so it's a lot of important things happened in 94. So the time that that he's talking about was just like this pivotal time. And this album comes out and it's just like, you know. <laughs> and I mean, you want to talk about coming out strong with New York State of Mind. Yeah. I don't sleep because sleep is a cousin of death. Yes. Beyond the walls of intelligence. Life is defined. Like. Telling you, man. And it's funny. uh, Fun note about uh, I never sleep because sleep is a cousin of death. I was at I was at this uh, I was at school. uh, We're in a school and I was looking at this book of like proverbs, like African proverbs. And that's an African proverb. Mm. that Sleep is a cousin of death. And I read it, and I was like, well, no, Nas said that first. <laughs> yes. Like, no, Nas, uh, you must be talking about New York State of Mind. That's uh, African prophet Nazir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I really would like to write a letter to that editor and explain to him or her <laughs> that um, Nas said that first because it's the second track on Illmatic. But, yeah, I mean, and that song just paints that picture of, I mean, it really does bring you into his world and into what would the world of New York at the time and just being that stressed out dude on the block who's got nothing. Well, yeah, it's 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 more it's more, you know, this is a Giuliani era of, of oh uh, police brutality is happening right yeah. now. Black people are screaming. Mm-hmm. Our rights are getting uh, trampled upon and nobody really cares because he's clean up New York. There's a yeah. McDonald's in Times Square now. There's a yeah. Disney store. Nobody cares. You know, and uh, he did a great job. Nas does a great job of painting that picture. Right. Of saying, I am my community is very poor right now. And these are the things that we can do to have fun. But it's not alleviating the problem that a lot of my guys right now, as we get to the next track, you know, they they're like, uh, you know, I do. I do. I got guys making uh, what is it? Guys making something, but also Doug's doing years in the hundreds. You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah. He's he's either he knows people who are balling uncontrollably or he knows people who are doing life sentences. That's basically Multiple what it is. Life Multiple sentences. life sentences. Yes, yeah. correct. And it just I mean, and I think, you know, for me, at least one of the takeaways of New York State of Mind is that like you have like that level of stress on your brain of the fact that, you know, I'm, and as a side note, I mean, the the community, black community, uh, if you look at the cases of what would be PTSD, Right. Of being fucked up by the cops or to be in that sort of life where it's like, you know, I'm making, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand dollars in a week 
and my friend next to me is now doing life like to have all that stress on your brain man it yeah. is it is uh, i speak a crime when i'm in a new york state of mind yeah this is one of those tracks that um it really takes me back to this time right and i feel like this really um you know like uh i guess summarizes new york for me like if mm. someone were to ask what is New York hip hop, I'd be like, this, this is New York hip hop. Right. And I mean, just when I hear this song, it really takes me back to that time and what was going on. And even, you know, like, even like back in that time, like we used to get, like we had family members that were locked up and we would get collect calls from jail. Yeah. Like that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> you are now receiving a call from the Oxenberg Correctional yeah. Facility. Yep. I too have that. Yep. Big ox. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they also, you know, he has that famous line, never put me in your box if your shit eats tapes, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you hear that and you're like, I don't even know what a tape is. And it's like, <laughs> you're yeah. done. You, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. The city, yeah. never, you know? the city never sleeps. I always say, I was trying to do this as a bit. I said, if uh, hundreds of years from now, a thousand years from now, they find a Nas's composition book or whatever, and they like turn into a religion, like these people are just going to be like, nope, nope, this is what he means. You know what he means? <laughs> these outdated terms uh, that he means by box, he means your life. Never put me in your box of the shit eats tapes. Uh, so then, so now we have, uh, we get into our next track, Life's a Bitch, uh, featuring AZ, the only person to be featured on this album, mind Correct. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, East New York representative, Brooklyn yeah. stand up. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then we have, you know, the beginning of the song, AZ's talking about, you know, what it sounds like was just a heist or a deal had gone down of sort, yeah. and they are splitting up the money. Mm-hmm. The Washingtons go to wifey. You know how that yeah. shit goes. Right. Ran to the Jacksons over there. That's right. That's right. We'll pull the shades down first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very specific right. about what was supposed to happen. Right? No flashing. No, no, let's not get caught immediately. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then... Uh, Nas, uh, Nas, uh, in retort says, is this what life's all about? Bankrolls, hoes and clothes. You know what I'm saying? Then what? And then gets very philosophical and then AZ comes in and rips it. There's a reason why, uh, AZ is the only person featured on this album because he's fucking dope. <laughs> he mm. Undeniably hot. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, he comes in and rips it and he did rip it. To the point where he negotiated a deal because of this track. Hmm. No shit. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I listen. I listen to Life's a Bitch every year on my birthday. I work up early on my born day. <laughs> yeah, I work up early I on my born too. day. <laughs> well, this year I was like, it's forty. It's a lesson. I'm missing. <laughs> this year, um, yeah, uh, thirty-five. Uh, yeah. This this go around. Just just change the number every time. <laughs> work up early yeah. on my born day. Yeah. No, but they. Uh, it's it's an amazing so the question is because until Nas had the beef with Jay they said that this was the peak of Nas until mm-hmm. he came back with Stillmatic and then he kind of like evened out his his whole deal because I think the last album he had which was the um one with Cherry Wine which was uh, Life is Good Life is Good and I think it's a great album it's a great album but uh but I, this was what Jay-Z was pushing him on he and AZ peaked kind of with this like because the albums after this it was written and um what was it uh what was it nas it was uh, nas is like nas is like oh, or, i am i am or i am those weren't oh yeah i am i mean it's tough it's right it's it's going for it's like doing uh eddie murphy like he said after he did raw there was nothing else he can do because so you're coming back after that there's nothing really you can do but az his first album he had uh sugar hill with miss jones mm-hmm. And then slowly started to dip out of the the rap scene. You know, he didn't right. he, he didn't have the stability to like keep doing what he did. So it's just amazing. I guess my point is, it's amazing the work they did on this album. Yeah, it's I mean, amazing. We did, although we did talk about um, we talked about uh, the next album after this one. There's what this is Illmatic, and then it was written. Yep, we did it. Uh, we talked about it was written with uh, Jeff Cerulli, and you know, it certainly. I mean. It, you can't compare it was written to Illmatic. You can't, right? That's the problem. But that being said, it was written is also a pretty dope album yes, in and correct. of itself. It's good. I mean, it's a great album, but it's certainly, again, like I said, like I said, the top is that like, 
people compare their finest work to Illmatic. Like, yes. oh, that was my Illmatic. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, this really was the. I mean, I, some say a peak like that. This was, well, no, I, it, and it's no, it's no. Uh, I, I guess I didn't want to try to like insult this work or Nas or anything like that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just no saying beef that here. Is that, yeah. no beef queen. Well, I'm just saying if you're if you're at the top of the mountain, sometimes there's nowhere else to go. You're yeah. in that rarefied air. And anything you do after that, it's, I mean, it's like Mike with, um, he went from Off the Wall, which everybody was like, this is an amazing album, to fucking Thriller. And then mm-hmm. after Thriller, it's like, yeah, Off the Wall was good, but it wasn't a Thriller. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he do Bad, and Bad's a good album, but it's no Thriller. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you, you're just in this air where you go, everybody's just going to compare you to that album. To that album. Right. And, you know, with uh, with this track, uh, and you know what what I well I will say though uh, what I do like about uh, this track is that you've got uh, his dad at the end yes. on the horn. Like, yeah, that's pretty dope. That's fucking dope, man. And he then, didn't get along with his father, did he? Is I think that, it was, was that the story. Go. It was touch and go, right? And then they reunited, and uh, he came with this. Yes. And then he he would like fill in on, and then he was on um, another track. Yeah, there was another track where he like kind of I guess sang for lack of better words. I don't know. Um, but yes, life's a bitch and then you die, um, would be the hook. Cause all right, wait, life's a bitch. Then you die. You that's why get, we get high. Cause you never know when, when you're, you're going to go, go. Mm-hmm. which was, which, which was the anthem of what that's, that kicks the, that, that is the young man's mindset. Life's sure. a bitch. Then you die. That's why we get high. Cause you never know when you're going to go. Yep. Puts exactly what the mentality is for a young man, a 20 year old man, especially. Sure. It does not matter. We're not here tomorrow. And then, I mean, and especially in that life and in that environment that you're living in, where it's just like, you know, uh, you don't know. Yeah. And you don't have any reason to think that it's going to you're going to see 40. You know, it just it reminds me of there's this clip. It's actually on one of Ice Cube's albums, but it's this clip of this kid. And he's just like, I'm not afraid of being shot at the environment I grew up in. Yeah. People get shot around me all the time. Like, that's what happens. I mean, people get bank accounts. My friends get shot. So that's how this works. But um, that is, uh, that's life's a bitch. And then, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was that. And then, and then that happened. Uh, Then we get the, then we get a little, a little less uh, morose, I think, with the world is yours. Yeah. Uh, Whose world is this? Pete Rockbanger. Yeah. Yep. Very impressed. Video for this. Yeah. Yeah. The video for this. And uh, that's Scarface themed, right? Yep. I believe it would make sense. The world is yours. And uh, P. Rock on the hook. Oh, that is. Yeah. Pete. That's him. That's right. Super producer Pete Rock. And that was another uh, uh, small fact that I found out about this album because you know it's like the twenty the twenty year anniversary. Yes. Really. Yes. Yes. yes great. Um, twenty years old. And uh, I was gonna say this at the end, but side note, I saw Nas performed this in 2014 i saw him perform this entire album what at that's essence awesome. fest oh that's right yep. essence fest. i went yes. to essence yeah. fest and that's he was there and he i'll did. talk more about it when we're done when we're done okay right. after the last track we'll talk about it but yeah uh um, did this one and you know you've got fucking the, and again this is one of those songs where it's like it it kind of uh brings us down a little bit like in terms of like I mean, Life's a Bitch is a little more melodious, right. but this one's a little more upbeat. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people owe people owe Nas's money. They're coming correct. Life's yeah. good, mm-hmm. as good as it can be. We don't want to yeah. say life's good, right? But we do say uh, everything's falling in line for uh, for our boy Nasir Jones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is um, this is probably my. I'm gonna give this my second favorite track on here. In fact, this was my ringtone for a while. Uh, Tommy and I talked about uh, nice. my ringtone game. Uh, yeah. Side note, uh, regardless of where I go in life, I will always have a rap ringtone. That's uh, what's up. Via text Fair. message, via uh, phone call. There will be some sort of uh, uh, song that will play. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, and I will say, I mean, you know, Nas obviously brought the fire, but the production team on this one, you mm-hmm. know, you got Premiere, P Rock, and then we get into Large Professor on yep. halftime. Yeah, which it's all legends. Yeah. It is very. <laughs> it's all legends. It's this stacked, whole album man. is legends. So just uh, stacked. Exactly. Uh, MC Search executive produces the album. Not me though. No, not you. <laughs> not the illegal I'm, search. I'm Jim Jam. Yeah, <laughs> MC Search. Uh, so he produced executive produces the album, uh, introduces them basically to all the people that he needed to get 
to to make this album happen and uh i didn't the, the you could tell that this was a uh this album was a passion project right because it doesn't nothing is out of place you don't feel right. like even i think the most commercial song on this is this song the world is yours probably mm-hmm. it's probably because i feel like that that had the most uh the video had the most um movement and uh played most probably on like well, whatever yeah. but and on top of that it's like this whole the whole world is yours that came from scarface everybody at that it. time that was like the hip-hop bible like mm. everybody was oh, watching man. scarface and sampling scarface it my, was just, yeah. my general rule of thumb is if you go to a club and uh, the percentage of you getting shot goes up 25% for each person with a Scarface t-shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. So this is true. just, I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a staple in the hood. Um, but um, my, uh, my other rule of thumb about halftime is um, when I ask somebody, and I was going to post it on Facebook, it's kind of ruined now, but uh, I'm going to post the real rap comes at, and if you don't know when the real rap comes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> But this can't work. <laughs> this can't work. This is not going to happen between you and I if you don't know that the real rap comes at halftime. Because <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, he he really laid that down. He's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and uh, before a blunt, he takes out his fronts. Yes, that's very important. That's an amazing. That's an amazing line because uh, before I got here, I listened to halftime. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the few because I had it on. Uh, uh, skip it was wrong, random whatever okay so it's that's the other thing about this album that i love like every now and again like you don't know where your head is and what lyrics are going to stick out to you mm-hmm. but immediately that stuck out to me and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds smart why would you smoke with your front song with your with your front song you would take them out you'd have to yeah you would you would you would have to because yeah. i'm sure some guys do because they keep that they used to keep it very funky yeah. but it doesn't make much sense so and thank you. What's and what's so funny again? You want to talk about sign of the times? Like uh, anybody still fronts out there? Right. <laughs> there, are, sure. there are people. Twenty sixteen. There are. Oh man, it's very big uh, in the south. Always will be big. Well, in the that's south, true. In the south, uh, fronts are still hitting, but yeah. up here, um, I saw one tooth had a front. You know, like the outline of right. the gold. Yeah. That I saw, but um, yeah, fronts. New York. Yeah, we're done. You never know what's going to come back. Flat Tops came back. You never know that, what's going to happen. That was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was know, unbelievable. That, that just, I, who the thought? Who you get out of here, you guys. Get, get the hell out of and here. And small fact about this track, um, Large Professor produced this track. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. And um, initially, he had... Tried to give this track to Busta Rhymes and he passed mm, on it. Interesting. And that is how this ended up on this album. No shit, man. Yep. I think, I think. This was him, though. Artistry. Like, oh. I was going to say, like, and I think about Busta Rhymes and it made sense for him to do, like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I can't, I couldn't hear Busta on the beat for this. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? I think, I think careers are lost in one on choosing different projects that you do it or not. You hear this all the time about like different projects, right. different beats that people pass on. They say, this isn't for me. And somebody else gets in and they turn it into yeah. like, yep. I mean, yeah. a lion, a uh, side note, a lion share of uh reasonable doubt was going, supposed to go to camp low, mm. but Jay, uh, had more money. <laughs> Sounds about right. The Jay Z yeah. story. I had more money. Yeah. <laughs> even from even before he didn't have more money, he had more money. I he mean, had money for selling drugs. Yeah. And now he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's you know when he was unsigned, he they were going to shows, throwing money into the crowd, mm-hmm. pulled up in Lexuses and all that. But um, paper bags of money mm-hmm. at uh, record companies and things like that. Payola. Yep. You couldn't catch me in the street without a ton of reefer. That's like Malcolm X having the jungle fever. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, it's not a I, good way to be in your 30s and 40s, but this yeah. is, <laughs> it's a great way to be a rap in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> or you have, I mean, if you're in your 30s and 40s, you have a weed carrier. You have oh, a guy that carries your weed and the, co- you know, the cops show up. Yep. An accountant and the guy who carries your weed. Yep. And then <laughs> That's the rapper starter kit, I think, right? <laughs> Now, uh, then we get into uh, the next track, which, you know, is, I got to say, it's it's Battling for First as my favorite, and I, like, when I re-downloaded the album, and I forgot about this track, but uh, Memory Lane, Sitting in the Park. 
Yeah. A uh, premiere track. Mm-hmm. And just such a great, it's a feel-good album. That's a feel-good fucking single, dude. Well, that's Biz right. on the hook, right? So it's Biz Marquee. Let me take yeah. a trip down. And then Marie Lane. Yeah, so it's Coming a, out of Queensbridge. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's uh, That's uh, not Craig G. Is that Craig G doing that? Coming out of Queensbridge? I forget who it is. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like, once again, the title, the song, the beat matches all. Maybe this is from hindsight. You may be looking from hindsight. But I felt from the first time I listened to this album, because they say that uh, memories are tied to emotion. Absolutely. So you, what you remember is you attach a feeling to it and then that's what it is and every time i think about this album i just think about the joy and the pride that i had from being from queens and from uh knowing that this wasn't just like you know every song wasn't just like filler because you got your chance of fillers like fillers were just like skits and shitty songs that dudes are just like i got to do this song to get out of my deal with this company you know right just like there we go. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. You know, you, you you had so much of that to this point. You just or just like uh you just like I I'm glad somebody is talking about something right now. You know, to tap into the frustration that was happening or still is happening. That's why a young man I think can still relate to this album cuz that level of frustration is still there. You know? Right. Uh the buck that bought the lotto, but the, <laughs> the buck that bought the lotto, bought that bought the bottle could have struck, struck the lotto. I can uh, say I should say that before a show. Like <laughs> <laughs> one of my well, I was lit. You know, I actually went back to Binghamton uh, earlier this summer, and I was listening to this album, and I was listening to Memory Lane, and I like walked through my old neighborhood and like went to my old park, and yeah. I was like this is so what an apt song for where I was at that time. Word. You know, and. Uh, one of my favorite, and this is probably one of the my favorite uh, wordplay lines in here is uh, "sling smack to dingbats." <laughs> that's such a great. That's such a great. This is the wordplay there, man. Sling sling smack to dingbats. I don't know what dingbats. Oh, I guess dingbats are junkies in this instance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or it could be Edith Bunker. Edith Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> could be her too. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well. I don't know. Could be, uh, could be anybody. But you know, it. Uh, memory lane. It was that's such a. You know, you you pour it out and you burn it up. If that's your <laughs> that's your passion. Um, <laughs> but then we get into uh, one love. After that, Q-tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, delightful surprise. I didn't. I was looking down the track listing, and yep. then you can see Tip was on there. Um, which uh, features Houdini's one love. Yeah. You know, one love. One love. Right. Be lucky that you only got one love. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, oh, I love some. I love Houdini. Uh, I, I can't. That's a great. Uh, that's a great song, man. Um, but sure. this song in yeah. particular is not about your one love. No, it's about your friend that's in jail. Yep. Uh, and this song, if I remember correctly, was um, uh, a letter. Like, a li- I mean, was inspired by a letter to, from Nas yeah. to someone locked up. Yeah. Was it nature? Was nature locked up? Uh, I don't remember. Probably. More than likely. <laughs> More than likely it was nature. Uh, uh, <laughs> a man who always know, has a job for I no know reason. One thing, small fact about this is um in this song, Nas shouts out Cormega. He does. Uh, in song. I forgot so, about that. See him are you yeah. all together. So then after Cormega gets out, he has a rap career because of his notoriety being mentioned in this. Mm. Man. And now Cormega's mm. dope. Yeah. He is. He is, he is dope. dope. Yeah. He's very dope. Um, it's interesting. Nas broke two careers on yep. the strength of this. I mean, unfortunately, he ended up beefing with Nas for a time. As so always. did Nature. A bunch of people were beefing with Nas. Oh, they everybody always their big beef with Nas was that he yep. was too soft and too passive. Even Fifty, Fifty was like, at this point, you shouldn't be letting somebody sign you. You should have the label yourself. You know what I mean? Like Fifty, right. honestly, was like Nas. What are you doing getting signed by Def Jam? Why don't you have more? Even though Nas, because Nas, my whole argument for always for Nas is some people are just artists. I was just about to say that. Some, some people, people just want to do the art and yeah. they have enough money. But that's not what hip hop has become. It's more like you need to have it's your business. own. Yeah, you have, you, have to have, you have to be the business for your kids' kids. But at the same time, it's like. I'm assuming Nas has enough money. Well, then again, he has two divorces, right? So I don't know. Yeah, no, money. he has enough money. He has enough yeah, money. Yeah, he's doing all right. I read an article about some of his business ventures, and he's got a lot of stuff going on in the in the, in the background. 
So, you know, they, they always beef with him about how much more he should have. But at the same time, right. he's he's more of a contemplating. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, you don't go 50 is one of my favorite lyricists. No. You, he may be one of your favorite artists or one of your favorite rappers, mm-hmm. but he's not or one of your favorite, favorite businessmen. He's a favorite mm-hmm. businessman. And I, I think I think if you want to say ignorance, I love 50 is the top of his game when he's ignorant. But <laughs> he, <laughs> he's the king the of that shit. The stuff he said like, on record is just insane. Like, they have interviews where he's talking about, yeah, I, I just want I just would rather spend the money putting a hit on this kid. Like, yeah. He wanted to put a hit out on a kid. That's that's some yeah. 50 shit right there. And that's then, and then just tell his lawyers to go ahead and, and chase that. <laughs> tell his yeah. lawyers, be like, hey, that's what I pay you for. That's why you're on retainer. You fix it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I do. Is I've got a shit ton of money. He's a very yeah. entertaining person. But he's not one of your favorite lyricists no. of all time. No. Nas is, and I think that's the difference. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, uh, he really is that artist artist. Like, if you just talk about the guy who's like, I just want to rap. And not only do I just want to rap, but I'm really good at it. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people who just want to rap, right? Like, oh, right. Just well, he's good enough to just be able to do that, right. I think. You know what I mean? Because there definitely are rappers out there who get swallowed up because all they want to do is rap. And right. that's, I think, where that culture in hip-hop came from of – you know, you got to get your own business. You got to have your own model. You got to right. be able to independently produce your shit because record labels will fuck you and yep. they will take your shit and they'll make they life. do that from the front door. Yes. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the deal is. What's record, that's the record deal. What's record label. What's the record company rule? 4,080. Yep. Industry rule mm. number 4,080. They are Red company people are shady. Yeah. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I just want to ask you guys this. I don't want to get too much off that automatic mm. album, but I never see, the uh, I know dudes just want to rap, people just want to sing, everybody just wants to dance, mm-hmm. but I never see the attraction in getting a deal. Like how all these cats who have these bad deals, they come out, they come out and they mm-hmm. say, "Well, I signed a bad deal." And I understand sometimes you're young and you sign something really bad, you're not going to listen to right. anybody else around you. But this has been happening for over like seventy years. These bad record deals, and this well, is why the record company's in a bad. Brett Company's in a bad situation because they're so used to taking advantage of the artist right. that they can't sustain without taking advantage but, of the artist right now. But you know what it is? It's kind of like the devil. You know what I mean? Right. And the devil, pre- he presents you with something enticing that you want. But then he's like, you know what? But I also own your soul Yeah. in fine print. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's like, how bad do you want what I'm offering you? Or it's, ten albums. Yep. Your soul. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. What you described, Neil, is called a Faustian deal. Yep. Uh, totally. That is when you, and like you said, it's like when you, they give you something that you want, mm-hmm. or they offer you something enticing, but yep. you are worse off for taking it. Yeah. So you know, well, yeah. Because for the meantime, you'll be all right. Like they'll give you that little signing bonus, and that's right. something. But they'll also be like, "Well, you also owe us twelve albums." Yeah. And or, uh, you know, it's recoupable, like you mm-hmm. give you a bonus, but quote unquote, that is put against your album sales. Yep. So, like, so if you don't do it, mm-hmm. you owe us, you money. Owe us money. So here's yep. a $50,000 advance. Yep. Sure. But uh, better sell 50,000 records or you're fucked. I also want to say this, that uh, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, right? So because you, you artists get out of it and they're able to make that money because you make your money off of going doing uh, touring. Tours, yep, tours. concerts, well, things like that. Merch, some merch if you're yep. so good at selling merch. But a lot of dudes don't, a lot of, or a lot of people don't get out from under that huge mm-hmm. uh, thing. So you wind up owing money. Yep. Uh, or you like the young gunners, and you have to move back to Pennsylvania with your family yep. because you can't like figure out what's going on. It's a cold world. It's a cold world. Bring and your own heat. But this is what this is what braggadocio and, and uh, being a young man does, or a young woman. You say I could beat those odds because I've been meeting those odds my mm-hmm. whole life, and then some do and some do not. So yep. I don't want to get too much off of it, but right. I just I always think that about yep. the record business. It's the roll it, of the dice. Yeah, and uh, but that's a uh, yeah. You just got to uh, be on top of your shit, man. That's a rule. Well, we get into uh, after One Love, which um, before we leave One Love, uh, mm-hmm. One Love, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the or the lines where Nas meets the young kid who wipes the blunt ashes off and he's cold blooded, says, I like your mm-hmm. style. Yep. You can choose to sell, just, you know, put some jewels in his dome. That scene is in the movie Belly. Yep. Yes. Uh, which I thought uh, hype. Uh, 
Very artistically did. We've talked Indeed. a lot about Belly yeah. and how bad it is, but I think that that's a good scene. Well, yeah, artistically, it it's amazing. It yeah. is. But. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, in your mind, the movie could have ended at that scene. Like, that scene Correct. could have been the movie and you would have been okay. Mm-hmm. The mo- the, them walking <laughs> through the club doing the back to life is beautiful. It's a beautiful it scene, is. but it's also a video, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a video scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hype Williams is very good at that. Yep. But in he terms- could not do that. Right. <laughs> He had to. That's, that's what that's, he, he had to. He's like, well, let's put the thing that I'm pretty good at mm. in this movie. And then I don't care about the dialogue or anything else. Everybody else is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> but the story is very weak. Yes. It, we've, yeah, we've, we've definitely skewered poor Belly. Yeah. Uh, but we get into uh, From One Love, One Time for Your Mind. Yes. Uh, by La- Another Large Professor, which this beat is so One dope. time Yo, for your motherfucking time. Mind. One Whatever. time. Yeah. Yo, Nas, kick that shit for the gangsters. Yeah, you know. And he did, man. And look, as much as Nas is this introspective dude, uh, yeah, he's still from the street. (laughs) Still around killers. Well, that's the other thing about him. He's taken a lot of other nature stories, right? And a lot of the people around him and made them his own. And that's what Mm -hmm. an artist does. He's enveloped these these, uh, stories. And he's like, well, this is what happened to you. But I'm going to rap like it happened to me. And since you're a character when you're rapping... He's able to make it. He puts he puts the metaphors and the similes together that make you go, "Damn, this happened to you, Nas." You know, mm-hmm. until like I said, other people come up and say this didn't happen to you, which no. I never, I never, I never like not, took it against Nas no. that he uh, wasn't the guy that that is like this. I don't, I don't care. I never yeah, cared. Yeah, it mm-hmm. like, and I think, well, you know, I mean, it comes back to that old, like, keep it real mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, you, you would keep it, remember that shit in the night? Yo, keep it real, yo, yeah. keep it real. And it's like, well, you know, uh, it's that old saying, all the gangsters want to be rappers and all rappers want to be gangsters. Yeah, I know a lot of gangsters who can't rap. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> if you go to you, look, man, if you go to YouTube and type in rap videos, trust me. Right. You will see a lot of low-budget videos from gangsters, like legit fucking gangsters who can't rap for shit. Not very good at it. I'll take. I I don't want to cut you off, but my cousin, right? Okay. I won't say his name. He uh he. I remember having a conversation with him five years ago. His man rapped, and he was trying to be his manager. And he was like, I don't care because you know we could do whatever you know out here in these streets. And I was like, I thought y'all were supposed to be rappers. Like, you know what I mean? You're trying to be a gangster out here right now, but yeah. aren't y'all supposed to have, like, a rap-off, like, in 1985? Maybe breakdance a little bit? <laughs> you ain't supposed yeah. to be... Y'all ain't supposed to be reaching for the trunk and for, for fighting out here. Y'all you supposed should. to be getting a rap battle on. You and should I'll, work on your rap, man. Yeah. You should rap on... Work on your rapping. You know, and that's why I told him. I was just like, if y'all a crew of rappers... Then y'all should be rapping because you ain't you ain't you can't get on the mic and then start fighting the mic and then try to get a deal. That's yeah. not gonna work. No. It's a crazy paradox where one persona will destroy the other. Yes, you know? correct. Yes, that's a smart way to think of it. But sometimes people just fall victim. That's to that. almost one time for your mind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's another great. Ch- I mean the beat, large professors on the beat. And it, it, I mean, he kicks it for the gangsters. What up, y'all? It's your main man. Not like, um, just it's it's, it's feel good song. Yes, feel good song. Um, then uh, we get into represent, which catchy. Yeah, represent, represent, represent. represent. come on, y'all. Represent, represent. Mm-hmm. A very call and response, uh, by uh, Premier. Again, god damn it, man. Just second favorite song in the song. Yeah, yeah. It uh, and he and again. These are songs front to back that, you know, uh, you're not going to skip over. Like, no. I would never skip over Represent. Cause he does, and he shouts out everybody. Queensbridge. Yep. Queens, yeah. Everyone, everyone gets it. Well, that's, I, would, I would bring up this point to you also, because uh, you were talking about One Love before, and I, f- I forgot to make this point. Queens rappers, especially this era of Queens rappers, are really good at talking about their homies and their sure. bros. Mm-hmm. They were, but Cousin not making Bo it soft. Up the blow. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Capone and Noriega. Uh, yeah. If uh, if your heart's beating, stop beating. I'll turn back in time, make your heart beat again. Real niggas to the end. You know, uh, that's it's one of those things where it's like you can be somebody's homeboy but it not be like basically it's a love song to your bro but mm-hmm. it's not it's it's, it's filled a, right. with it's a gangster's uh, it's uh a tale yeah it's, it's a romance but filled with violence <laughs> 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 you Way can't before be before that term bromance even yeah. was yeah. created filled with murder yeah filled uh, with- <laughs> right 
with right. people dying. Just a tiny bit, just a smidge, just a dash of, of romance sprinkled upon the top of murder, violence, and... Uh, Which is, I mean, you know, I think, well, and again, this is kind of off-represent uh, track, but whatever. You know, I think rap comes in, obviously has come under a lot of fire for the glorifying of violence and, I guess, the fantasy world that it happens in, but nah, man, this lifestyle motherfuckers get killed. Yeah. Like, that's just... A, a, it's. I'm not afraid of being shot because that's the environment I grew up in. Yeah. If you're a thug and you're on the streets killing people and left and right, yeah, people die. Like, yeah. that's just kind of a part of the game. But um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The 90s was a horrible time. And <laughs> yeah. this was... So accurate. It yeah. so was. Like, I just remember going to high school and <laughs> every day we cops, somebody got killed, somebody got shot. Because I lived here before any of this got nice. Right. Yeah. So man. that's what it was for me. So there's two roads, right? There's, there's, you can, it's what you were saying about the, you get shot and people get shot in my neighborhood and that's just what it is. Or there's the, people get shot in my neighborhood and I need to get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That. I oh, need yeah. to. I, if, it may be uh, it may be a stopover on the train. It may be a couple of stops over on the bus. But it needs to be somewhere where people aren't getting shot every day. And that's yeah. the road I I kind of took when I was like, uh, I grew up in the south side of Jamaica Queens mm-hmm. at a time Shout when it wasn't. Cent. Yeah, yeah. When it wasn't that Airtran wasn't there, and mm-hmm. um, before. So it's like this thing where you go. It's really tough tough to live here, but at the same time. I really, this is where my family is, and it's yep. really tough to get out, but you have to make a decision, right? And this is what Illmatic was about also. Here is what life is. Right. What are you going to do with it? Yep. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't hard to tell. <laughs> Segway master. Yeah, look, uh, Jim Jam Studios is here for a reason, okay? <laughs> and he doesn't fuck around. Uh, but as we close out our album with It Ain't Hard to Tell, I excel and prevail. My mic's contracted. I attract clientele. Uh, I, this might be, uh, this I think is going to be, This is. it's between this and Memory Lane as my favorite songs. Uh, and and yeah. It Ain't Hard to Tell is another ringtone, I have, yep. actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the horn's on there, yep. and it is another just very, you know, I guess introspective song. Like, right. just the layers to Nas yep. are really shown. With with an hard Nas's to tell. lyrics should be locked in the cell. It, it ain't hard to tell. Also, I remember this, uh, Neil, that in this video, if you remember it, he was high as fuck in this video. <laughs> he was like, I'm talking about not looking at the camera, like over here. <laughs> you could tell they were like Nas, Nas, and he was just like, yeah, over this way. He's just like doing poses. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's just not. You know, it's funny that now that you say it, because when I was a kid, I was like, yo, he's the coolest dude on earth, oh, yeah, man. You, yeah. Right. And I just couldn't figure out why. I was like, yo, he's just mad cool. Just uh, not, just, and whatever anxiety he has, just gone because he's been zooted for hours and he's just in, in doing a video. Yeah, yeah. Um, And th- this is one where I, you have to, you guys can fact check me on, but he's got the green uh, hat and the green coat. Or is, no, that's Nas's like. Uh, Nah, he has a like it. he has a coat on in the video. Yeah, it's a very hip hop like it's a hip like when you think of a hip hop video there's like the army jacket. I might watch that way after we leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch that video. My brain is shot. Um you think I was high. Uh but that is the album. Uh Illmatic. Uh and I'm very again, I'm very excited to finally break this down. We're going to Saw it live July 4th. Nice. 2014. Nice. Fucking dope. For uh, Essence Fest. And it was actually. Um, did AZ yeah, come out? Um, no, he did not. No, he did not. See what the. the um, he wasn't invited. The actual concert, right? <laughs> First of all, awesome. the headliner for this entire concert was Prince. Let me oh, put wow. that out there. So I got wow. to see Prince, you know, Rest before he passed. Wow. Now, this specific concert uh, was at the Superdome. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And. Um, it it was poorly attended. Let's put it like that. Wow. I'm just now, saying wow to everything. Nas's, yeah. Nas's opener was Trey Songs. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Essence Fest is a festival for black women. Yeah. No, for yeah. black women. And, and dudes who like wearing white linen. Yes. <laughs> so if, yes, yes. If you are one of those dudes yeah. and yeah. you like women and wear like white white linen, then you'll have a great, amazing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Trey Songs had it filled, packed out with ladies, and he did his thing. It was good, whatever. Honestly, I was waiting there for Nas. As soon as Nas got on stage, I would say about 65% of the women in that stadium. Oh my left. god, what? They left. And I was the only one like, yeah, Nas, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was looking at me like, I'm crazy. They were like, yo, you were sitting down for this whole concert until now. And I was like, yeah, because this is what I'm here for. That's Nas. I can't That's name three for. Trey Song songs. I can't I do that. I have no clue what He's that. a very talented artist. Yes. He did his thing. He performed. There were panties thrown at him. That's cool. I respect that. But I was there for Nas. I was there for Nas. And he and was Nas, there for you. In, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. That must indeed. be amazing. He, he did his thing. It was it was dope. I took pictures, put him on Instagram, all that good stuff. It was a very defining time in my life. That's fucking That's awesome. dope, I got dude. to see Nas, and he did. And he did Illmatic. He, did, he pretty much did the whole album, Illmatic, and then he did hits from each one of his albums since. Mm. And um, for me, when he did The Message, that was. Oh, and that I was love his song. Shit, I love that song. Yep. I love it. And then he did Thief's theme, which I love, too. And one and thing, that, one know, cool that, thing right, about Nas, right. he always samples himself. Yeah, yeah. he samples himself he really so does. much. So this album, <laughs> he sampled at least fifteen things that became hooks in other songs. That's like the ori- theme. That's like the original <laughs> selfie. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> he totally. did the original selfie when he sampled himself. He, totally. I think when you do that, you show uh, the longevity in the game, right? Yeah. You're like, this is sure. this is my thing, and this is what I did. It's. It's amazing that he's been around for this long, yep. uh, but at the same time, he was revived. And I keep putting. I, I, the only reason why I keep saying this is because Nas was kind of DOA until that beef with Jay Z came up, when he just woke up and was like, "Holy crap, I'm Nas! Yeah, yeah, I don't have to take it from this dude." And Ether then he just destroyed Jay Z, right? Yeah. And this is the magic of Jay Z. Jay Z, you can you can lay Jay Z out, but he'll never stay down. And no. it's, his his response was super ugly. To Nas and people don't remember that because it was a gar- it was a garbage it, it song. It was garbage. It was. I remember. But it's still they still go. Uh, but then he came back with the takeover. No, it was the takeover was first. Yeah, takeover then Ether. Oh, and then super yeah. ugly. Nas didn't respond because Ether like totally enveloped yep. and he tried to do super ugly and it didn't work. And no. then they were like friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Before yeah. we go any further, yeah. let's be friends. And yep. it's and I think that. And since that point, Nas has been. Uh, he came out with Stillmatic. Was still Ether was on Stillmatic, right? Is that what it was? I think Ether was on Stillmatic, and uh, and then he just kept kept knocking it out after that. You know, having like and like I said uh, to this last album, Life Is Good, which yeah. was is kind of like an older man's Illmatic, Absolutely. right? It's, I it's, it. It's, it, it's I very liked it. mature. It's, it's a mature, mature Illmatic, not where you can't skip over everything but you're like almost every one of these songs are good and they, you have uh two female artists on it that are like the legends with mary j blige who was probably at sn fest mm-hmm. also with you when you were there she was she yeah. was there. <laughs> she's always, at she's always there <laughs> it was it was funny because they had different like rooms that you could go to with different people performing and mary j was like on the main stage she just killed it she headlined the superdome she probably I has mean, a house she was the second there. biggest uh, artists under Prince yeah. and then they had other people that no one really cared about and I felt bad for them yeah. like Jagged Edge was there nobody nope. gave a damn um, who else was there probably um, Drew Hill who else yeah. probably Tank yeah. <laughs> he was there yeah he was there there's certain artists that black folk will flock to <laughs> in their 40s and they're like you are safe Jaheem, they love him. Yep. <laughs> they be like, oh my god, I can't remember any singles, but I love his muscles. Yeah, like, yeah. That oh, that's totally He's fine. Small. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we so we so we finished uh, Illmatic, mm-hmm. and now we are on to our last segment of the show, mm-hmm. and now that is called Top Five of the Twist. Yep. Uh, to give you a little idea of what that is, uh, for those of you listening, and for Tommy, uh, what this is is. We have your top five rappers, top five, etc., but with a twist. Surprise. Okay. So, for example, you have top five rappers from the West Coast, top five rappers from the East Coast, right. top five rap groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we branched into movies yeah. uh, as uh, this is organically gone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it is what? Uh, you went last time. I went time. last time. It is your turn. Jim. It is my turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I didn't even think about this one. Um, mm. I'm going to go with hmm, top five 
rap albums. Hmm. In no particular order. Um, not artists, but rap albums. Wow, man. This is uh, this just came to me. Um, I can go first if that you need some hard. time. Right. I've I've got them. Oh, you already got them. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, good. No, I'll, I'll go. Oh, I'm um, sorry, this is your shit. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm oh, just no, like, go ahead. Cool. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's perfectly cool. All right. Um, so again, this is in no particular order. Um, I'm gonna fire them off. Again, no particular order. Uh, Raz Kaz's Soul on Ice mm-hmm. is in there because uh, I'm a lyric dude. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Soul on Ice. Uh, Another Thirty Six Chambers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Liquid Swords. Uh, mm-hmm. I promise not all Wu Tang will make it on here. Um, <laughs> and then let's see, that's three. Um, number four, I'm gonna go. Uh, what do I go with? The Chronic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that in there. And then for number five, there's a dark side, Red Man. Dopeness. Oh, okay. Okay, now again, nice. this isn't classics. This is just my my personal top five. Okay. So, Tommy. Well, I would have to one up you on the Red Man. And say, uh, time for some action. Was that was that the first? That's album? a single. That's a single. What was Red Man's first album? It was. Uh, was what the album? What the? I'm sorry. What, what the, the album. album? What the album? Yeah. Right. W U T. Yeah, question mark T H E E album. Yeah. I apologize. What, what the album is. <laughs> was uh, was a favorite of mine because before I even started, even knew what how what blunts were. Hollow World Blunt was on there, and uh, Time for Some Action, which was Mike Tyson's entrance music. Yes, it was. It was just a ton of songs that this Jersey representer came, with, and that was my favorite. I had that on a cassette tape, so I listened to that over and over and over again. Uh, Ready to Die, Illmatic. Uh, I like your Thirty Six Chambers. Uh, reference. <laughs> I want to say Jizza, uh, Liquid Swords, also, but I don't want to copy you. Okay. So because now are these, so you have one more. Let's see. So maybe it's gonna be Pac, strictly for my niggas. Mm, okay. Maybe because I listened to that a lot too. I had a, I was a huge pre crazy Pac fan, pre mm-hmm. pre insane Pac That's Pac okay. fan before when he was just like an artist guy. And then That's the what's record up. labels record industry didn't turn him. Maniac. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. All right, solid list. Thank we'll give you. Give that to you, T. Okay. Neil, take it away. I'll give a disclaimer. This might be a little bit weird, but here it is. This is what it's it your is. List, man. This yeah, is what it's it your is. list. Man. You own it. All right. Um, no particular order. Sean Price, Monkey Boss. Ah. That's wow. One. Okay. Um, thirty-six chambers. Uh, for number three, I'm gonna go with Iron Man. Ooh. That's what a great you doing album. in our turf, space. punk? Yep. Oh man. I like I, I hate to say it, but I, I like almost all Ghostface. I can't name out Ghostface album yeah. I don't like. Yeah. So I'm sorry to say it. Go it's ahead. amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um then I'm gonna go um low end theory. Ah. Mm. Yeah, tribe. I yeah, like that the too. tribe uh, article mentioned for that. And for number five, um people don't really talk about it, but I really hope that it's something that someone talks about on this show. Um the Far Side, Bizarre Ride 2. Oh. I think somebody would say that, that, honestly. I love that album. That's respect. <laughs> respect. Uh, Don Will was talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Really, hugely influential album. Yeah. Doesn't get enough credit for being as Not influential as it was. so underrated. Yeah. Criminally underrated. <laughs> but, people like, but people like that album, yeah. but they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But that's, wow. yeah, that's true. That's how that goes. So uh, that's the show. Um Tommy, thank you for coming through, man. Thank you so much. We thank you for having you. me, guys. Of course, great. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself here. Uh, you know, we broke down again what what some consider to be the cla- the their favorite, if not the most classic album of all time, yeah. Illmatic. Uh, Tommy, got anything you want to plug before we roll out? Yes, uh, two things: the Heavenly Podcast, wrestling podcast, uh, hits hits airways every Wednesday. Uh, Forza Lucha Four is something that we're doing in Jersey City. Uh, April third, April, August thirteenth at one p.m. It's for the uh, children's. It's a it's a charity, and I forget the name of the charity right now. I apologize. One p.m. Uh, wrestling under the sky. 
KC, James Lingo, and I are going to be doing commentary for it. And it's a tremendous wrestling event out in Jersey City. Nice. Uh, you can go Dope. to Forza Lucha on Facebook or you can uh, go to ForzaLucha.com, Forza Lucha. Uh, we're going to be doing it. We would like to pack this thing out because it's a really great charity that we want to support. So Dope. go check that out. Uh, Neil, what you got? Um, August on? 10th, I'm going to be at a Latino Sports Bar. Yes, you are. Awesome show. Comedy Heights. Uh, yep, Comedy Heights. Um, I, the address escapes me right now. It is for 665 reason. Franklin Avenue. Because Jim Jam did that show. I've done that show, yeah. and I, and I, uh, I silent hand book for that show yeah. on the third Wednesday of the month. Nice. So. nice. There you go. So I'll be knowing. That's where I'll be. 830, gonna, August 10th. So, yeah, go go check that out. Hosted by Steve Carr and Brian Rabideau. Brian Rabideau. Uh, wonderful individuals, beautiful human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do I got going on? Uh, the 5th, if you are in Jersey City. You should be. Go. Yep. 8 o'clock, I'm going to be headlining at the Wow Comedy Show. Dopeness. The Brightside Chan- uh, Bright Tavern. Uh, it's I haven't headlined in a long time, man. This it's uh so we're gonna see <laughs> how that goes for me. It's gonna be beautiful. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, but yes, go if you are in Jersey City, go check that out. It's gonna be fucking tight. And then on the sixth, um, I got a show at um, what is it, Fifty Avenue B. It's a fundraiser for the homeless, so please come check that out. And that's uh, that's where I'm going to be this week. Yep. Uh, and that is going to be it for us. Uh, definitely go check us out on iTunes. Rate us. Give us five stars. You can find us on Stitcher. Uh, also, hit us up on Twitter at uh, Swatches and Boom. You can email us at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail.com. Yep. And, yeah, just show us some love, man. Uh, hit us up. You know, we've gotten – we definitely got some emails in the past. We just want to keep that energy on the air, and we want to thank everybody for listening. Yep. And we also want to thank you, Tommy, for coming through. Ooh, and, yeah, uh, dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout-out to Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. All right. Stay good, people. Miss Bye. you.